first I want to pray for us and we will go to talk about worship. So Father God, thank you Jesus for this opportunity. Thank you Father because you are already here. We already can feel your presence, Holy Spirit. We pray that you teach us, you help us to understand, you help us to to go deep inside your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, guys. So this is, this is a really funny question. I, I put this question on, on WhatsApp and sometimes on, on Instagram all the time, and people always come with the same question to me. So what is worship? And it's a really funny thing because people ask this all the time. And for me, it's, it's better for us to, to start for what is not worship. Okay, so people think that songs, it's worship. People think that music is worship, that art is worship, uh, that design is worship. I don't know why we associate worship with art. So like there is something on that. And the reality is that is just only an expression of worship. Music, all these things that we have is just expressions of worship. So music never was made to be the center. Music was made to be the bridge that connects people with what father, with, with the Father, you know, like, God created music for us to connect with him. So never was supposed to to be the center of our devotion. And music is an amazing tool for me personally is one of the best tools. Uh if you know Re- uh, Revelations 4 verse 8 and all the living creatures sing holy 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 is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. And some versions you will have that saying the, that is saying, but the reality is singing, you know, like in all the Brazilian versions, you, you found that in singing. And that for me is the best version ever. So what we do on Sundays is just an offering. We offer to God our music. Uh, but why song worship is so important? Because song worship transcends the time. So what, what does take you from this time that we're living now and put us in the future? doing what we're going to do for eternity that is singing to the Lord it's like in that massive service singing to him and giving him glory all the time and like it's it's unbelievable because when you when you grow on these things you are not uh, controlled by the moment uh, song worship uh, it's not the thing that like dominate you like you you know uh, what's happening on, on your life so you, you know that that singing moment is just a one of one of the expressions that you have to god so when you understand that your understanding about worship goes to another level because you know that you don't have to be in church with your community to worship you know that you don't have to to like to put, take your instrument to 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 worship god and you can worship god in all all the time and everywhere we're going to talk a bit more about this further in this message i have to run guys because i have a lot of things to talk to you and i don't have a lot of time so next time we're gonna i'm gonna preach for two hours and hope everyone will stay here so what is really worship so what for me pedro it's worship so worship is putting god in a throne in the center you know ruling all the areas of my life that is what worship is. When God is in control of all the areas of my life and everything I do is to give him glory. That is the true worship. That is what we call the worship lifestyle. Okay? So if we, we, we like the word worship is really rich. And today we read one of the, my favorite passages that is Psalm 95. And I will explain you why. So the, the word worship means serve. But in the liturgy context, like in the Greek, means proskuneo. So probably many worship leaders already heard about this. And what that means is bow down in worship. So we can't disconnect these two words because they both mean worship. Both words, they are exactly 
the meaning, the full meaning of the word worship. So every time you see in the Bible, uh, people saying, and, our, and they had the victory and they sit down and they worship. Or uh, on that moment, the king worshiped God. Or uh, they crossed the sea and people praise and worship God. So that means that they bow down in reverence and they worship God. You know, super simple. So a perfect example of uh, the understanding of worship and how powerful it is, is Jesus. Uh, why? We can open our Bibles in Matthew 4, verse 8 and 9. One of the best, best, best shouts ever. Matthew 4 says like this, verse 8. Again, the devil took him to a very high mountain and showed him all the kingdom, kingdoms of the world and the, their splendor. All this I will give you, he said, if you bow down and worship me. So what Satan is saying, like, if you prosecute before me, I will give you all these things. And Jesus replied for me with the best answer ever. Because on this reply, Jesus is really explaining what worship means. He said, Jesus said to him, away from me, Satan, for it is written, worship the Lord your God and serve him only. So this just shows us that the full meaning of the word worship, service and bow down. So this is super interesting. And after that, the devil run away. So when you understand what you're doing and you have the scriptures behind of what you're saying, Satan's weapon can't stand, be, can't stand like against you. Like all these things, all the things that he tries to do to steal your worship can't stand against you because you have the, the word behind you. You know what God promised you. You know what God said. And the, the only thing I, I used to say this on, with my, my friends and also in our academy is the only thing that God can't run away is from his word. So God is God. He can do everything. But the Bible says that God don't lie. And the God, what he say, is sad, you know. So that means that if God said that if you use the scriptures against the devil, he will run away, he will run away. So just use the scriptures in your worship moment. And it will be amazing, guys. So you can find uh, all these examples of proskuneo in many passages in the Bible. So we have Genesis 24, Genesis 48, Exodus 4, Exodus 31, 2 Kings 17, 2 Kings 35, Psalm 5, 7, and after my favorite, Psalm 95, verse 6 and 7 that we, re that we read today, uh, John 7, John 23, and many others. Like You can find this all the time. But you can find uh, the worship meaning has a lifestyle just once in the Bible. And it's one of my favorite passages as well, that is Genesis 17. If you are a Bible nerd, you love these things. I love this as well. So, when Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to him and said, I am God Almighty. Walk before me faithfully and be blameless. In some versions you will say, uh, walk faithful before me and be perfect. So, what he's saying is, have a worship lifestyle and you like you will live forever. What's amazing, guys? Um, a great example, guys, of worship has a lifestyle. It's David for me. Like everyone here knows David's story, and everyone knows how the the Psalms are rich of worship to God uh, and expressions of worship to God. And one of the Psalms, David is saying like this: "All um, oh my soul." And 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 the story behind that Psalm is saying that David was passing for a lot of things. And if you know David's story, you know like his story was quite really hard in some moments. And he's saying. Uh, all my soul 
worship God. And what I truly believe that David was saying on that moment is, my soul don't want, you know, I'm, I'm tired, it's really hard for me, but I bow down before God. Friends, we have to understand this lesson that uh, with the understand, uh, when you have the understanding of worship, when everything goes wrong, uh, when you can't see the light, when all your thoughts are confused, and you still choose to bow down before God and give Him glory. Like, that is a really good lesson that David is teaching us. So, like, worship, the, the, real, the real tool in, like, how worship is so important is because even when everything is wrong, everything is tired, like, everything is tough for you, God still can use your worship to break the chains. God still can use your worship to break the, the, the barriers that, that is coming. God still can use your worship to heal. God still can use your worship to, to protect. And that is the, one of the amazing tools about worship. Someone just sent me a message. My WhatsApp don't stop, guys. So when you bow down before God, you are saying, there is no defenses between me and you, God. The, uh, I used to do this exercise with my, my worship team, and I invite someone to come and I ask him to bow down before me. And the reality is when you bow down before someone, you are saying, you know, uh, I'm, I'm totally vulnerable now. I, I give you everything now, Jesus. Like, I, you, you are the only person that matters in this moment because on that moment, in that position, you can't protect yourself. You just, can, you just need to trust him. And, and it's really interesting because uh, all, all the worship is about trust. You know, you just bow down before someone that you trust. I, don't, I, I, I can't bow down before someone that I never saw in my life, but I can bow down if I trust. Like, uh, I remember my grandfather, uh, he used to call me. And sometimes he called me, and in Brazil uh, we have something like I have some rings that is family rings, and my grandfather has a, have a ring like this one, and he used to ask me to kiss his ring, and this is quite a normal thing for for my family. So I remember for me to do that, I have to bow down to kiss my my grandfather's ring, uh, and just to have his blessing. And he used to do that to all his his grandsons, and. Yeah, and I just did that because I trust, I know if I bow down before him, something, like he will give me something. But it's not just because uh, I, he gave me something that I will bow down, but I will bow down because I respect him, because I honor him, because I know the authority that he is uh, in my life. And that is one of the reasons that we should bow down. The, tr the, diff the true difference between prayer and worship is prayer also is an expression of worship. And the, the worship lifestyle is like provokes some different things. So prayer, it's an action to a reaction. So when I pray, uh, what I'm doing, I'm praying. Uh, I bow down now, or like I start to pray uh, for a situation because I'm asking God to do something for me or God to protect me. Or Normally we pray. Asking God to do something. This is the reality that people do, right? Uh, but worship is totally in the other way because worship is not an action. It's worship is a, is a reaction recognizing that the greater God is bigger than me and this is the reason I will worship him. So like you're, you're reacting for what Jesus did for you in the cross. You're reacting for what God is for you. You're reacting for the powerful God above all things in your life. So that is super amazing. So... We only can serve if we understand. And understanding is a really important tool for worship. So without understanding, uh, everything goes really weird. Uh, we'll explain you this now. So only after I see and I hear God and I recognize his presence is how it is when I start to, to worship truly. So I will give you a perfect example. If I take my acoustic guitar and I start to sing here, 
and I start to put my heart out and I start just to to leave the things to go out from me and everything that God is saying to me and I start to sing God will do something. God will do something. Why? Because Matthew 18, 20 say, For where two or three God in my name, there I am with them. So if Jesus is here, that means that he came because we start to gather. And we, he came because I start to open my heart, singing something to him. So that is, is super understanding. Uh, but sometimes that don't means that you are worshiping. Why? Because you need to have the understanding bef uh, before that. Uh, we, like... Be, uh, because when you give value to his presence is when the worship happened. What I, want, what I mean with this is sometimes we are inside God's presence, like we're inside a room full of people with hands in the air. With, like I said before the service to, to the guys, we used to say that the service without blue lights and pads is, is, don't have the Holy Spirit. It's a joke that we had in the Trinity. Uh, so let's imagine that you are in that service with the smoke machines, with that cloud in the in the room, with the blue lights coming around, blue, red, I don't know what color you guys like, uh, with all the pads, with the band on the stage, that moment that, that looks like holy. And you are in that moment, and you see everything happening, and you see some people being touched by the Holy Spirit, but you still don't, don't feel anything. And why that's happening? Because you're not giving value to God's presence. So you recognize that He's there, but you're not giving the value that he deserves. And, and that is really important because many times, and probably you already passed through this situation, you were in the room where you saw God moving, but you didn't feel anything. You didn't feel anything. Why? Because you saw God moving, but you don't want to participate in that moment of worship. So you don't want to, you recognize that God is moving in the room, but you don't want him to really come and break you. Like you don't want him to come and make you vulnerable. You don't want to bow down in his presence. And that happened all the time. And it's something that we have to grow. So friends, we have to understand that the real worship don't happen when I recognize but happen when I understand the value of God's presence. So it's super important that the bow down happen when I recognize that the God superior of everything, that I already saw the big God above all things, uh, it's in the room and I trust my heart to him. I trust and I give him everything and I say, you know God, this is my heart for you, so come and have your way. That is when the true worship starts to happen. And I used to say to my friends that revelation dies without understanding. Uh, and I, a good example that I use with this is, let's imagine that we are in church and a new guy come. A new guy come inside the church. And on that moment, we are singing, what a beautiful name. And this guy, he just became a Christian. Like, let's imagine that he's a Christian for weeks, maybe days. One Sunday, one Sunday ago, he became a Christian. And he comes to church, and he sees everyone singing, what a beautiful name it is, the name of uh, Jesus Christ, my King. And after we sing, what a wonderful name. And after we sing, what a powerful name. And after we start to sing weird things for, Christ for new Christians that like, death could not hold you, the veil tore before you, you silence the boast of sin and grave. And, and, that, uh, and after people start to get really confused if they're not, if they're not used to what we're talking about. And that guy starts to feel embarrassed. And sometimes he don't understand what we are singing. He will look and, and feel like, oh, this is, this, is all, this is so awkward. I can't really understand what's happening here now. And why that is happening? Because 
he just became a Christian, so he had the revelation of who Jesus is, but he don't have the understanding of what's happening in the room. So that means that all the revelation that he has is not powerful enough to, to make him connect with God in that moment. Why? Because he don't have the understanding. He don't know the story behind. He don't know the scripture. He didn't study the scripture yet. So he don't understand why we are singing death could not hold you. He knows that Jesus saved him, but he, know, he don't know that the heavens are roaring, the praise of your glory, uh, for you are raised to life again. So that is like, okay, I know that Jesus died and he, he rose again, but this is so confused for him. So that means that uh, he had the revelation for that, for, for who Jesus is. Jesus revealed himself to him, so he became a Christian, but he still needs to grow in the under, in, on the understanding. And that happened to everyone in the church. Like, we have to grow in understanding. And I used to say to my worship team, this is one of the rules that I have in my team. And I say to them, it's important for us to grow in understanding. And this is a journey. Like, it's not, it's not a run. We don't have to, it's not a race that you have to come and say, you know, I, I read the Bible uh, four times a year. Uh, like, on my team, uh, I have some people, and we do this every year. We, we do the Bible in 90 days. So that means that we read the whole Bible uh, four times a year. But for us, that is super important. And because we are Christians for many years, we have experience like leading for like a lot of times. I went to Brazil this year uh, in January to lead worship there in some conferences. And I have to have this compromise because it's important for me to understand what I'm talking about. I'm a songwriter as well. So when I'm writing songs to people or when I'm writing songs for my church, I need to have the understanding of the scriptures. But that is not a race. That means that you have to read the, the whole Bible four times a year. That maybe for you, you need to read the, the whole book of Psalms in one year. Or maybe you need to read the four Gospels in one year. And maybe that is your journey. But you, we need to understand that this is not a race. Like slowly, every person grows in understanding. If I start to read the, the whole Bible uh, 10 years ago, or maybe like 15 years ago when I started my ministry, uh, I don't will understand. And I don't will have the knowledge that I have today because my mind was different. I was a different person. My understanding about God was different. And that is important for us to, to really rephrase that and understand that. Everyone has to grow on this. And how you grow on that, you need to read your Bible every day. Even if it's just one chapter a day. You know, one chapter a day, some studies already can prove that you can read a, a whole chapter in, more, in less than five minutes a day. And some people read a, a whole chapter in, in less than one minute. So you have to do that every day. Why? Because the Bible commands us to, to read the Bible. It's not, it's not something, a choice, like I became a Christian and I'm not going to read. No, we have to read the Bible every day. You have to pray every day. And you have to have your devotional with God every day. It's super important because we live in the world where worship is, is disappearing, you know? And it's becoming a movement. It's becoming a, a show. Uh, I travel a lot, so I understand uh, many times I go to places and people sometimes they want to worship because we are there to lead worship. But they, the reality is like, we, God don't need me to travel to another place to bring his presence. God don't need me to come here and sing a song for you, for him to, to bring his presence. No, you just need to open your heart and let him work. You know, God works in so many different ways. And sometimes you just open your heart and let God do that. And, and the best way for you to learn how to open your heart is doing a devotional every day. And sometimes I used to say to my friends uh, and, and on my team, I say this all the time, sometimes, you know, you, a devotional don't have to be one hour, don't have to be 30 minutes. Sometimes a devotional could, could be like a 40-second thing that if you're, if you're learning could be just read your Bible. One verse, if it's one verse, 
and think about that and pray on that verse in your life. And you know, take that 15 or like one minute, you and God think about, really meditate on that for a bit. And after run, you know, and God will start to reveal things in your heart. He will re He will reveal like the all, all the all the secrets inside that passage to you. And that is what we try to do all the time. I have to drink water, guys, because I talk a lot. Oh, thank you, Jesus, for water. So the fuel of uh, of worship is understanding. You know, understanding don't work. Uh, worship don't work if you don't understanding what you're doing. And the perfect example that I did was Jesus. So we have to be really careful, my friends, uh, because it's easy to be in love with a moment and don't be connected with Jesus. Uh, I, uh, like I said, I travel a lot to lead worship, so I see a lot of people sometimes that they go by the emotion, by the emotion of what's happening in the room. And we need to understand that worship is an internal response. You know, all the other things that we do, putting our hands in the air, it's powerful, it is. When we shout, it's powerful, it's prophetic. When I, when I ask people to lift their hands in the air, I expect them to do that because we together as a body are doing something to Jesus in that moment. We are giving him glory. And how we do that, we lift our, we, we use our body. So like, there is seven expressions of worship. And one of the expressions is use your body, like use your hands, use your feet, use your, your, your posture to, to say to God, God, all that I am, I give to you. You know, this is my body and I declare, I will love you, Lord, my strength. Or like we're going to sing or praise the name. Oh, praise the name of the Lord our God. Why are we doing that? Because I really want like the whole nation, the whole world to sing, oh, praise his name forevermore. So this is all prophetic things. But we need to understand that the real worship is internal. You know? So if your heart is, is connected with God, you can shout, you can jump, you can do whatever you feel that you want to do. I already saw many funny things happen in churches. But if your heart is not connected, if your heart is not there yet, that means that you need to work on that. And that is not a race. You don't have to connect with God because your neighbor is connecting with God. You don't have to connect with God because on the stage people are asking you to connect with God. No, you need to work that in your, devo in your devotion, like in your house, inside your room, for that to start to grow inside of you. It's like a small seed and like we slowly start to become a tree, you know? And like go grow, 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 and become like a massive tree full of fruits. And that is the dream that we have for people. So one of my favorite passages in the Bible is John 4. And also is, is a really funny part. Let's just open there. John 4. Whew. Are you guys with me? I hope, yeah. I can't see anyone, but I hope everyone is with me. Okay. So you guys can come and say like this, I'm with you. I'm joking, don't do that. Guys. So John 4, chapter 23. Yeah. So let me just give you a bit of understanding of happen, uh, what's happening here. So here, on this passage for me, is one of my favorite passages, is happening one of the craziest chats in the whole world. When Jesus comes thirsty, and the Samaritan is there, and slowly Jesus starts to talk to her, and after, just give you a really good resume of this, uh, he, the conversation goes in the way that, like, if you drink from me, you never will be thirsty again, and after, suddenly Jesus changed the subject for her husband, and, and after Jesus said, yeah, yeah, you're not married, because the five you have is not yours, and, like, it starts to get really, really, really confused. Like, honestly, if I was 
like thirsty and I'm asking for water from someone and someone starts to talk to me like that, I run away because it's such a, a confused conversation. But the reality is that Jesus knew what he was doing. And Jesus here, he put the gold spot for me. That he says like this, uh, I have here my computer. Oh gosh, so I love technology. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And I just want to hold here, worship the Father in the spirit in truth and in truth. And what Jesus means with that, worship the Father in spirit, connected with the Holy Spirit. You know, God gave us the Holy Spirit, and this is the reason we have, we have scriptures today, and the Pentecost day, the, the Holy Spirit came down, because the Holy Spirit has to be connected with you. And this is a relationship. So, like, when you worship the Father, connected with the Holy Spirit, that means, like, having a relationship with the Holy Spirit, uh, and in truth, what the truth means, with the understanding. With the understanding of what the Bible says. That is the, the true worship. And, that is, and the same passage is saying, that is what the Father is seeking. So the Father is seeking people that worship Him with the heart connected with the Holy Spirit, but not just that, and also with the understanding of what worship is. And when, when you, you start to understand this, you start to understand that worship is a circle that never ends. You know? It's, it's super interesting because uh, <laughs> you go and say like this, I worship God in spirit and truth and with the understanding. And now we go. I worship God with spirit and truth and understanding. And you go and you go in this journey in your whole life and you start to understand, okay, this is a circle that never ends and never will end. Uh, I still need to learn this every single day in every different situation. When I'm leading people, like when I'm leading worship in a conference, uh, I need to understand that my spirit has to be connected with God, but I need to have the understanding what I'm doing there. Because if not, you, you go inside your robotic mind and what's, what's happening is every single day you're going to do this. Hallelujah. A great song that people do this all the time. Uh, 10,000 Reasons. You, you will notice that 10,000 Reasons is a story, right? It's a beautiful song uh, wrote by, by Matt Redman. But people start to get really excited on the verse number three. Uh, why? Because it's when we start to say that we will rose again. So the, the, the song is building to a real situation. And the funny part of that, guys, is that you, you, you need to understand that Many times people, they connect with, with the moment. They connected with the lyrics of the song, but they don't have the understanding behind of what's happening in the room because sometimes God already spoke to you three songs ago and you let that pass. And now you wait for the song that your, your robotic mind knows that on the verse 3 you need to get excited. So you will get excited on that. Sometimes that this happened, I, I noticed I, ha I had a worship leader that I had to speak to him. Because every time the room was out of control, when we, when, when we say room out of control, we say that is when we start to lead and we can't see nothing happening in the room. And, and we used to say that that is a room out of control because we don't know what we're doing. And, but the reality is like every room is out of control because there is nothing I, I can do that can surprise God. God does what he wants to do in the time that he wants to do. And the funny thing was he all the time sings uh, Living Hope. And it's, it's really amazing because like when you sing Living Hope, people 
connect with God straight away because of the lyrics of the song. But that is the robotic mindset. That don't means that God is really touching the people. That just means that people, they, they know that that song talks about something that they like to hear, so they will connect with God. So that is super dangerous. So you need to have the understanding for you to, to remember that it's not a song that connects you with God, but it's your lifestyle that connects you with God every single day. Amen? Hope that, I hope you say amen with me on that time. So, so how do you get the understanding and this revelation of God? Is? I just want to point out something that I, I used to say. We need to be really careful also because, friends, it's really easy for us to worship something. And you, you need to understand that if you don't worship God, you worship another thing. If you do, if your heart on the worship like on the moment that you you are in the community time in, uh, you, in the community time in your church everyone together leading worship like this morning we had a brilliant uh, worship in this morning like two amazing songs and if you are not able to connect with God on that moment is because uh, something internal is happening. Like, because you should be, like, as a God son and a God creature, we, we should be uh, ready to connect with God straight away when we live this worship lifestyle. When someone starts to sing, I start to connect with God, not because he's singing, but because I recognize and I give value that God is in the room. And we know that God is already here because the Bible says, Matthew eighteen twenty that he is here. So it's really important for, for you to understand that if you have something inside your heart and you feel that uh, you're not worshiping God, it, there is something internal that you need to, to work on. And, and that is something that we have to do every day. And I will let you know that probably you will need to check your heart every single week to, to really check where you are. Because, like I said, it's a big journey for everyone. So, how do I get the understanding? And for me, again, we go to the Bible reading every day. We go to the praying. Because the more conversations we have with Jesus, you, you start to understand who Jesus is and how he operates. Uh, we need to fast. You know, We need to, to sacrifice ourselves to Jesus and say, you know, God... Uh, I'm fasting here, and, and every time I talk about fasting, people always go, oh no, uh, I have a problem, I can't fast, and I totally respect that. So sometimes you don't need to fast food, sometimes you can fast um, social media, if that is a, a God in your life. If you spend many hours in social media, on Facebook, Instagram, do a fasting from that. If you spend many hours doing watching tv you know do a fast on that and on that time that you would be watching tv you know just take that time for you to pray for you to read the bible for you to listen from the lord uh, but also it's really important to contemplate and meditate so contemplation for me is really important because uh, I just worship what I contemplate. And for me to contemplate Jesus, I have to talk to him. I have to hear him. So you just will contemplate God if you, if you do a devotion. If you spend time with him in your room, is when you will start to contemplate who Jesus is. And meditation is super important. I don't know how this happened, but uh, some years ago, I think maybe 20 years ago, uh, the church started to stop meditating. And if you notice, like the Middle East religions, they use meditation a lot. Like Buddhists, they use like meditation a lot. Muslims, they, they use meditation a lot. And why is that? Uh, open your Bible in Philippians 4.8. You will see something here super amazing that I love. Oh, Jesus is good, guys. Oh, not here. Look at me. So it says like this, guys. Philippians 
4 verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, noble. Whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable. Hard word to say. If anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And what Paul is saying here, he's saying, you know, what, if you just check, he's just describing God. He's just saying whatever is noble, whatever is true, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is uh, admirable, whatever is excellent, just think about such things. So spend time thinking about Jesus. Spend time understanding who Jesus is. Spend time meditating on the scriptures. And I challenge you, my friend, like wake up one day in the morning or maybe if you can't go away because of this pandemic time, go to Google or go to to YouTube and try to find some nature videos and start to appreciate that. Uh, it will be beautiful if you can go to a park and you stop in the middle of that park and you look to the trees and you look to the lake, if there is a lake, to the animals and everything, and you start to, to see that things because you start to contemplate how big is the Creator, how big is God in everything that He did for you. And you start to look and say, wow, this is my God. You know, He created all these things for me. You know, God, He created all the earth for you. And that is like, wow. And you start to meditate and like, yeah, you know, this is my Jesus. This is my God. So you need to understand that you just can meditate well if you contemplate well. I just can't stop to, re to, to read my Bible and meditate in what God is saying if I am able to contemplate who God is. If I'm able to contemplate what He created for me. If I'm able to contemplate everything that He is, has God for me. So my friends, my prayer for you today is, is that you, you will see God in a different way. And you will prepare your heart and exercise these little things because this is such small steps that make a big difference in your life with God. And I'm here not to teach you about worship and how to become a worship leader, but I'm here to teach you how to grow on that, how to, to start to exercise slowly. And like I said, this is not a race, so do your steps slowly and start to see God in the different, in the different ways. Like the beautiful things about God is you can watch Him and see God doing different things. You know, like uh, you can read the same passage every single day and see God speaking to you in a different way. And that is super important. So I used to say to my friends that worship don't prepare. Like people say that we need to have the worship before the word, uh, uh, before the preach, uh, something like that. So for me, worship don't prepare to the word. But the word prepares us to worship because the word of God brings us the understanding. So it's super important for us to have that. So I will now lead us in worship. I will sing one song was one of my favorite songs. And after everything that I said here today, uh, I hope that your experience in worship, your experience in sung worship will be different because you will have understanding of what you're singing. You're having understanding of who Jesus is. And after that, I will talk a bit about our worship academy. It's fine. I don't know if it's fine. If it's fine, you say like this, guys, in the comments. Fine. <laughs> Joking, guys. I don't need to say that. Let me just find here my... Lyrics, because I need lyrics, guys, all the time. Big time lyrics, guy. I need lyrics. It's here. Yes! I'm a lyrics person. Amen. So let me just think about kissy guys. So wherever you are now, just start to lift your voice to him. I used to say to my friends, it's important for us to, to just be able to, to sing to Jesus our own songs. 
really important for you to just say to him, God, I'm here for you. Here I am for you, Jesus. Here I am to, to open my heart for you and give you everything. All the glory is yours. All the glory is yours, Jesus. So maybe you're not used to this, but if you're speaking tongues, I invite you to start to sing in your spirit now. <laughs> 